we say hello to Jack Allen from KXXV Channel 25. Good morning, Jack. How are you, buddy? Hey, it's a it's a good morning. It's a, this is earlier than I'm used to getting at it. You know, I'm a I'm a nightside guy working <laughs> ten o'clock at night. The eight a.m. calls are a little early for me, Tom. Don't don't you get up like at the crack of noon or something? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Most days, you know. My wife put in a grocery pickup order for nine o'clock though, so I had to be up anyway. I got you. Hey, uh, we, we we were talking about it uh, earlier, but. Uh, we're at a we're at a point where in week three of the softball playoffs, in week two of the baseball playoffs, and we've still got a lot of clubs with great opportunities to get to Austin or Round Rock or whatever the case may be. Yeah, no, it, I mean it, this is the most fun time of year for for baseball and softball in Central Texas, especially in a time when Baylor's a little bit down. Um, you know, it, the postseason's not looking great for them. You know, we have so many teams in high school softball and baseball. You've got your Crawford, Bosqueville. I mean, Lorena's looking really good so far. A lot of those teams are shaping up to make some runs, and I wouldn't be surprised if we had two, three, four uh, teams, maybe maybe five that that end up making it all the way all the way to state this year. How about uh, the Lorena Leopards starting off their playoff run with a perfect game? That's awesome. Ryan, you know, we've seen him as a quarterback on a state championship winning uh, football team. Now kicking off a baseball playoff run with a perfect game. High school perfect games can be a little bit different with that run rule, you know, because I I don't think that one ended up going the full seven innings, if I remember right. But I mean, to to show that kind of dominance right off the bat sets the tone that they came to play, they came to compete, and it is, you know, there's no better way to start than to get that perfect game and get that out of the way and say, we're here to compete, we're here ready to play. Jack, I know for me, uh, I'm always, I look at the Bell County schools a lot. Uh, I've spent a lot of time covering down there. But Harker Heights, man, the softball team making it to the third round of the playoffs for the first time ever in program history is pretty cool, huh? Well, what a story. I mean, have you been to, to any of their games this season? I haven't got to see them this season. I haven't. Okay. It is an experience unlike anything else. They bring uh, – I was out at their game on Friday night at Midway, and there's a group of parents that comes, and they bring, like, drums, like a full percussion set out there, <laughs> and they're just going at it, having a party in the stands, lots of chants, all that kind of stuff. And this group is just – I mean, their last three games were the last game of the first round. They were down in the seventh inning, in the bottom of the seventh, and hit a walk-off grand slam to win it and make it to the second round. Then in the second round, they got one hit in their first game, and it was the one hit in the fifth inning that scored a run to give them a one-to-nothing win. And then on Saturday, they were down one, down to their last strike, and hit a two-run double to give them a one-run lead and send them into the third round for the first time in program history. And so, you know, you look at them, it's like they are a team of destiny right now. They're a fun team to watch, a fun group of parents to be around in the stands. And they're just they're just riding the wave as long as they can, and it's been really cool to watch. Sounds like the the parents need to go buy a couple of lottery tickets. Eight oh five. I don't I don't know what they need to do, but I, I'm going to keep following close to them because. If any of that success can rub my way, I'll take it. I hear you. Hey, now I saw you Friday out at the uh, the Bosqueville playoff game against Ranger. Have you ever seen a play where you have a suicide squeeze that produces two runs? 
I've covered a little bit of high school baseball, Tom. I'll be honest. You see some weird stuff. I don't know if I've seen that play to a T, but, you know, whenever whenever the rule of thumb is put the ball in play and good things tend to happen. And, uh, you know, I think that especially whenever it comes to Bossyville, they're aggressive on the base paths. They make things happen. Um, but you see, some, you see some interesting stuff. Anytime you step foot on a high school baseball field, I mean that's going to be their mo, right? They're 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 going to pitch and play defense, but then uh, from an offensive standpoint, they're going to try to manufacture runs and make things happen the rest of the way. Oh yeah, and when when you've got the type of offensive firepower that they can have, you got guys like Camden Hill, John Ewens, especially who's you know out there dominating on the hill, hitting a solo home run to start the next inning. You know they've got the pieces in place there to make a run back to state. And yeah, I I was thinking about it the other day. It's like when you make it as far as they did last year, and then you come back the next season and you didn't win it the year before the motivation is there and the pieces are still there. They didn't lose that much from last year pitching and you've got a bunch of guys who can go up and swing it. I mean, they've got a lot working for them. Jack, the biggest surprise in the playoffs so far this year for you. Parker Heights. I mean, that's usually at this time, our 6A schools, just the way that the districts line up and they have to play a lot of those uh, Dallas area teams, you wind up having those schools get knocked out early. And right now, we, I mean, we've still got Harker Heights and we've still got Midway in softball. And then in baseball, even, you know, you've still got a, a couple left at the 6A level. And that's, that's really cool to see because it, like I said, you tend to see those just because of how the districts line up. Those 6A schools tend to kind of get get beat out early because they face really tough competition in the first and second rounds. And so the fact that we still have 6A baseball and softball to cover at this point of the year is really cool. Jack, we talk a lot about the, the really the small schools in the area that are successful across the board, whether it's Crawford, Mart, Bosqueville. But talk a little bit about Academy. This is a team that's really salty. Uh, they were really good on the basketball court. They had success on the football field as well. Uh, what are you seeing from the Bees right now? So the Bees are, are a fun team to watch. Um, like you said, whether it's football, basketball, that is a community that loves their high school. And, you know, when you have a mascot like a bumblebee, it's kind of easy to get a, get behind it, in my opinion. Um, but it, I was out at their game against Grosbeck on Saturday. Um, they, won a, they won a really tight one on Friday night down in Navasota. And so I came in expecting it to be another tight one. But from the jump, I mean, I've seen them a few times, and they can, they can hit. They got guys like Darian Franklin who's – I mean, you probably know him from basketball or know him from mm-hmm. football, but just as good on the on the baseball field, always bringing a lot of energy, a lot of life. They got uh, a guy on the hill, Alex Hoffman, who's been throwing the ball really well, John Tomasic. I mean, it, they are very consistent across the board. I wouldn't say that they do one thing so much better than the others, but they're so consistent in their pitching, in their defense, in their situational hitting it sets the stage for them to, to be really good again. And uh, them and Cameron Yo in the 3A level are kind of the teams that you got to watch out for um, in our local area. Um, but Academy does have a tough series with Whitney this weekend. And Whitney actually knocked them out of the playoffs last year. 
And so there's a bit of a revenge factor. That was a series um, that I was at a couple of games at last year, and it was very felt very heated as they went through it. So I think that one's going to be definitely a fun series to keep our eye on this weekend. Jack, were you surprised at the landing spot for Gary Bohannon? Yes. <laughs> In a word, yes. I was uh, – you know, I, I was thinking he was going to end up at a power five somewhere. Um, and South, like, I, I know he he's on the record is saying stuff about wanting to be there for the culture. I'll be honest, South Florida has not been the school that I would associate with, like, oh, yes, that's the culture and the, the momentum that I, I want to be a part of. Um, but I do know that Gary's going to walk in there and – instantly that team he will make that team better um we've seen the way that he has grinded the way that he has just uh, worked so hard to get to where he was at Baylor I I think that at the end of the day the Baylor offense is better with Blake Shapin but I think that most other offenses are better when they have a guy like Gary Bohannon uh at the helm and I think he is going to do a lot to just from a culture standpoint help to revitalize that program that I don't know if you remember but like a decade and a half ago or yeah it was about a decade and a half ago 2007 they were number two in the nation at one point and so I mean they've shown that they can get there even though the last few years hasn't really been the case and they've been lapped by some schools like UCS and Florida and uh, in Miami, all of that kind of stuff in that area. Were you surprised? I mean, like, to me, you know, you had Power 5 schools going at him. Obviously, Mizzou came up. Were you surprised that he didn't land at a Power 5 school? Or, like, for me, honestly, my, my question was, I didn't think he would because of the arm strength. So do you think this is probably the right fit for him? I do. I do. I, I think he could have ended up – I think Mizzou was a really interesting option just with – with how they run their offense, how they use their quarterback, kind of the mobility factor. But at the end of the day, like, he reminds me of some of the – like, Gary, Gary's play style reminds me of some of – I'm trying to remember. There's a USF quarterback that actually pops to mind, and I do not remember his name. But the kind of bigger build, mobile, you know, can kind of sling it around, but, like, I think that his play style is going to work really well in the G5 and his, I think it'll be, let him showcase his running ability a little bit more um, and maybe make up for, like you said, some of the, some of the deep passing inabilities that he's had in the past. It can kind of get masked whenever you play at a lower level. Um, But I think that he's destined or at the very least in a good position I should say, to to really thrive at that level. Hey, uh, Jack, uh, both Ward and I are, are, are quite interested in, in your your breaking down of the, the goalie play of the Dallas Mavericks goalie. Can you talk a little bit about the, the goalie play? Of the Dallas Mavericks? <laughs> Dallas Stars, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest with you. I, I am from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We don't have ice. But, like, two days of the year, even if you're trying to, like, manufacture we, – we used to have a minor league hockey team. I don't know if you know this. The Baton Rouge Kingfish. Um, I don't even remember what the league was. I was not old enough to understand hockey. Um, and so – Hey, I, I'm old and I don't understand hockey. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. So, like, I actually went to my first NHL match, like, two weeks ago for the Stars. Um, I saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw the pictures. And, you know, like, I I get it. Like, I could tell – I could explain the rules. I was the guy up there in the stands with our group that was, like, telling people, okay, this is what offsides is. But I am not at a point in my life right now where I'm able to just (laughs) sit down all the time. You've got to embrace it. Dallas Stars. Oh, here we go. Embrace it, man. Come on. He's got the uh. he's got the Garrett's got the fever, so he's he's force feeding this to Ward and I. So we thought we'd force feed I'm it to, to you. I'm trying to help Central Texas in general. Get on board Yo, with look, the stars. Go watch a softball look, I, game. It's much more I entertaining. Do I? I get it. I, I get it. Like I so I you know, where I went to school, I went to school with a bunch of people from Nashville and they were just preds this, preds that, you know golden blue all uh-huh. over the place um and and i got into it for a, for a little while but it's just like with the nba playoffs going on with so much high school softball baseball plus i gotta anchor at 10 o'clock you know like <laughs> there's only so many hours of the day that i could sit down and watch watch anything and hockey's not going to be my first choice hey, you, uh, you let me down you, you watch the wing play of the stars and, and boy it's rough it <laughs> <laughs> making stuff up. All right. Hey, Jack, man, we appreciate it. We're going to let you roll over and go back to sleep. We appreciate your time this morning. Sounds good. I need the nap. <laughs> See you later.